Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, October 27th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what Adam Schiff is thinking when it comes to Democratic leadership. Number two, Joe Biden hits the campaign trail. And number three, is the child tax credit making a return? All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top story leading Punchbowl News AM is all about Adam Schiff, the Democrat from California. We have talked about it on this podcast, his desire to potentially move up uh, in Democratic leadership. And we've got some insight into what that could or could not look like. Yeah, so Adam Schiff has been in the House now since 2001, was elected in 2000. People might not realize that he's been around that long. Um, And he has been uh, chair of the Intel Committee, obviously the uh, uh, involved heavily in in impeachment and other Trump era investigations. And he's long been um, uh, interested in, in the leadership. Uh, long meaning the last couple months. So actually, maybe not that long. I don't know how long he's personally been interested in it, but he's he has he's been uh, let's put it this way. He's been eyeing a leadership run for the last couple months. Uh, we broke that story several months ago. Um, and he is now I mean, so let's just start with this. What we reported this morning, what we are reporting this morning is that he is uh, still uncertain whether he'll run for leadership. Um, so there's a lot to unpack here, but let's start with this. The one dynamic to keep in mind is that he is, um, Dianne Feinstein is, uh, up there in years. She is, uh, up for reelection in 2024, but she's 89 years old. So if she runs again, perhaps she's found the fountain of youth, but I don't think, I don't think that's the case. So, um, my guess is she doesn't run again. There are many people, Many, many, many people who think that she won't, she'll retire before the end of the term. Schiff is interested in this seat. He will not be appointed to this seat. We could say that with 100% certainty. Why can we say that with 100% certainty? Because Gavin Newsom has said that he will not, he will appoint a black woman to this seat. So Adam Schiff is not a black woman, so he, he would be out of luck there. Um, could he run for the seat? Sure, he has pretty high name ID. Um, that is one dynamic that he has considered. But what we're reporting this morning is he held a planning meeting with several Democrats, including Eric Swalwell, Mike Thompson, Mark Ticano, all of Illinois, all of California, and Mike Quigley of Illinois, um, among others, to talk about his leadership race. Very notable because Swalwell and Thompson are close allies of Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, we still don't know if she's sticking around or not. So, <laughs> you know, we don't know what we don't know what to say about that. Um the argument he has made is that he's battle tested. He's talking about changes he'd make to the House of Representatives. Um, and I just want to wrap this up, then I'll kick it to you, Anna. The the He would face a tough hill to climb in becoming the next Democratic leader for many reasons, not least ha- ha- Hakeem Jeffries and Steny Hoyer. Um, 
both might want the job. Uh, Mr. Hoyer is obviously Pelosi's number two. He has made clear that he, he that if Pelosi leaves, he's not definitely going to leave either. He says has no bearing on his on his decision. He is uh, uh, 83 years old and has been in Congress since 19, I believe, 1980, uh, 81. He was elected in 1980, so he's been around. He's been around the block a little bit for some time. Um, both very difficult um, uh, people to beat. I, we're not even going to get into the Hoyer Jeffries dynamic. We'll have to return to that some other day. Um, but what say you? Yeah, I mean, listen. I think it's a, it's a, it's another dynamic, right? In this, you know, shadow race that we have been covering for you know months, uh, maybe even years, honestly, about who is going to be uh, the next leader of House Democrats if, when, should Nancy Pelosi step down. I think um, Schiff is, a, a, a to your point, a longer shot, obviously, than some of the others. I think a lot of people feel like Hakeem Jeffries, in some ways, has this kind of locked up um, in terms of that next generation, in terms of being a, a part of the leadership team, and in, in terms of really wanting this position. But Schiff is an interesting uh, figure. He raises a lot of money. He has got a very high name ID, clearly ambitious, um, wanting to find his pathway forward. And there's not a lot of, to your point on the the DiFi seat, there's not a lot of paths for him. Um, and so the fact that he unless is, he just unless unless she retires at the end of the term and he runs and is able right. to, by the way, make it through a it's going to be a that's going to be a wild field. Th- yeah, that would not <laughs> be know? a sure thing for him by any stretch of the imagination. Um, um, so, I, I mean, I think this is just another example here of this pressure within the Democratic caucus of this, you know, a generation of lawmakers who want to move up, who want to find their 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 position forward. And Schiff is really emblematic of that. Um, you know, whether or not he can turn that into some to some house magic and actually go into leadership, I think that's a that's a much larger question. But I do think just very interesting to see the fact that it's not, you know, oftentimes people want to put their hat in the in the race or, you know, th- you know, want to be considered, right? Everybody wants to be considered or be part of the names that are in stories like what we write about on this stuff. But the fact that he's meeting with members of Congress, having that kind of kitchen cabinet starting to assemble, um, definitely, you know, something that we we watch really closely. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. President Joe Biden. We are less than two weeks out of uh, election day, Jake, and there's been a lot of contrasting of of what former President um, Donald Trump is doing in terms of going all in in some of these governor's races, kind of loving the campaign trail. Uh, Biden not doing quite as much uh, as kind of his predecessors in terms of making that final closing argument, but he is going to fly to Syracuse, New York today. Uh, to talk about the new Micron facility. Interesting uh, in terms of this new messaging, the Mega MAGA trickle-down agenda. That is what the how the, uh, the Biden officials are calling it. I'm not quite sure that rolls off the, the tongue in the way that uh, maybe they want it. Yeah, I, I, whatever. I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm not one to... Uh to criticize well i am actually one to criticize but i don't have any views on the mega maga uh story here i the interesting thing to me will be this uh joe biden has behind closed doors when the cameras are not rolling but when there's press present at some fundraisers he has um invoked kevin mccarthy the house republican leader who's trying to be speaker um 
Will he do so today with the cameras running? Um, I, that will he kind of draw that direct contrast with um, with Kevin McCarthy, who could be the next Speaker of the House uh, in uh, not well, he's not going to be the Speaker of the House after the election, but in a couple months. Um, I'm watching for that. That speech is this afternoon. We'll keep a close eye on that. Um, and I, uh, the senior administration officials held a phone call last night, yesterday afternoon, on this topic. I listened in. It was it was interesting. It was, it was, I, no new ground was broken. In fact, actually, to be honest with you, um, he, they were asked many times what their economic agenda is when it comes to the ta- the expiring tax provisions at the end of this at the end of 2024 part of the 2027 2017 tax bill expires or is beginning to phase out and they were just they didn't want to get into particulars so um i i thought that was kind of that was kind of interesting um but watching out for that you know and mccarthy world thinks anytime the president mentions him it's a good thing (laughs) it elevates him i mean i'm not sure i'm not associating myself with those comments either way but that's what they think anytime the president mentions their his name that's a good thing. We will watch and see uh, how that speech uh, takes place as well as, you know, it, it takes shape as well as uh, whether or not McCarthy is on uh, anybody's bingo card. Uh, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Really interesting when you talk about tax uh, taxes. Uh, a group of 51 members of the new Democrat coalition are urging Democratic leaders to prioritize uh, the enhanced child tax credit in any end of year package. This is, you know, going to be part of that lame duck push. Um, this seems, you know, the child tax credit seemed to me to be pretty well dead. Something we covered quite a bit over this over the past year in terms of an issue that you know, for a long time had had some Republican and Democratic kind of bipartisanship, but that has seemingly, um, you know, kind of fallen by the wayside. Interesting, though, that they are trying to revive this in any end of year package. They are going to try to revive everything in any end of year (laughs) package. I mean, this is the end of years is going to be a throw the kitchen sink at the wall type situation. Um, And and you know, it could be the last train out of the station for some time in an all democratic Washington. Actually, when you think about it and, and Brez made this point in yesterday's midday edition, which I think was, was a hundred percent right. I mean, if you look at the Senate map in 2024, um, you look at kind of the, the makeup of the house and I'm just talking about if, you know, let me put it this way of Democrat in the white house, Democrats controlling the Senate, Democrats controlling the house. This could be a once, I'm not predicting anything, but it could be a once in a long time situation, right? I mean, we, we, yeah, in, we, there was an all Republican Washington from 2017 to 2019, and we're in 2022, and we, we, that, that's nowhere on the horizon. It's just, you know, people are going to want to, are going to want to get what they can while they can get it, Anna. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I think to your point, and we've been talking a lot about this. I mean, I, I think the lame duck, you know, it, it might be lame in terms of what actually gets done, but the effort, to try to squeeze as much in as possible is going to be very high, uh, and something that we're going to be covering a ton in the in the coming weeks and and months, just in terms of what you know what is what is the art of the possible, uh, 
right? In the sense of that, is this Nancy Pelosi's last ro rodeo in, in leadership? What might she want to have in terms of legacy making? Uh, and to your broader point, like it, it could be a while until it's an all democratic Washington again. And that, you know, all of a sudden, there could be some incentives, particularly for the Biden administration to try to get clear the decks here uh, in some ways. So going to be super interesting uh, to watch and to cover. Um, with that, I just want to note we have an event this morning, our very own Heather Cagle is going to be interviewing Representative French Hill at 9 a.m. virtually uh, about issues facing American workers, the impact on financial security, a lot of those kind of key issues that we are seeing as themes in the midterm election. You can join us on the live stream uh, by RSVPing at the Punchbowl News Event Hub. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.